Are you concerned about the air that you're breathing, especially with increasing air pollution? We all know how vital indoor air quality is, and here's where Puro Air steps in to make the difference. Did you know that indoor air can be up to 100 times, 100 times dirtier than the air outside? That's where Puro Air comes to the rescue. In just 30 minutes, this revolutionary device can transform the air in your room by removing allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases. But what sets Puro Air apart is its cutting-edge HEPA-14 filter, a powerhouse that tackles pollutants at a microscopic level. And it's not just me saying that, Puro Air is backed by scientists from both Harvard and MIT. I personally loved having a Puro Air purifier. I feel like I can breathe again, especially after battling congestion for like the last month. Winter can be tough, but within an hour, it was crazy. I could feel my sinuses beginning to open up. I slept through the night without coughing, and I've been sleeping so much better now that we have a Puro Air running in our bedroom. So check it out at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time, getpuroair.com. For a lot of my listeners, I feel like they're on a journey to simplify their lives, but they don't want to sacrifice style, which I completely understand. And that's why I was excited to partner with Home Threads. Home Threads is the perfect blend of minimalism and comfort for your home. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a curated collection of sleek and functional furniture that speaks to the heart of minimalist living, from multifunctional storage to timeless design. They have everything you need to create a clutter-free and serene space for your family. As most of you know, we've recently moved, and I'm not someone to just fill up a room so that it's done and decorated. I wanted to do this with intention, and so I searched out accent chairs on Home Threads and found the perfect mid-century modern chair that really complements my space. So embrace the beauty of less and elevate your home with purposeful pieces. Visit HomeThreads.com minimalist and get a code for 15% off your first order. Home Threads, love where you live. Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. I'm so excited to introduce you to my guest today, Tracy Showalter. She's a busy mom of three, wife and founder of The Lighthouse Co. She's also quickly become a good friend of mine and she's from Columbus, Ohio as well. She has a passion for cleaning and organizing. She left corporate America after 15 years to pursue her dream job of professional organizing. And through her work, she aims to change her clients' lives by restoring order and creating a sense of calm within their homes. As I said, Tracy has quickly become a good friend of mine, and I knew that I wanted to have her on the show to talk about her experiences decluttering her clients' homes, what that's been like for her, why she started professional organizing in the first place, how she helps her clients navigate the emotional side of decluttering, and much more. We had so much fun recording this episode together. There's not really a formal introduction like with most of my episodes. We just hit record and I wanted to see where the conversation would take us. I do think we barely scratched the surface on what I wanted to talk to her about. Unfortunately, the conversation ended quite abruptly, which I decided to leave in for you all to see what it was like in real time recording this conversation. 
but I had a bit of a family emergency. Everyone's fine. I ended up having to go pick up my son from school and it was unplanned. So we had to stop the recording, but I hope to have Tracy back in the future because it was so fun to record with her. She's so wise, she's so fun. And I think the thing that comes through the most when you're talking with her is that she really does wanna help people overcome their clutter. And I mean that not just in a tangible sense, but she wants to help clear the mental clutter that comes with having too much stuff. Again, I feel like we just scratched the surface of where I wanted this episode to take us, but I hope this is helpful to you as you may be asking yourself, how did I get here? How did I get to the point where I have a household full of things that I didn't approve, that I never wanted in the first place, and yet I'm finding myself in this position where it's time to start decluttering, it's time to start organizing, it's time to get rid of this weight that is on my shoulders that I don't have to carry. So hopefully we address some of these things in this episode, but before we get there, I want to share my minimalist resource of the week with you. My minimalist resource this week is the One Second Everyday app. I'm pretty sure that I'm several years behind a lot of you that have known about this app for a while. So for those of you that aren't familiar with it, One Second Everyday You can capture video footage, or what I do is I take all my photos in live, and then when you go to upload them into the app, the live is transformed into video footage for the one second of the day. I've really enjoyed it as a simple way to document our days without having to go through and scrapbook every single moment. I do love digital scrapbooks on Shutterfly, but this has just been a little bit more manageable for me right now as I have not had the time to keep up with all of our family scrapbooks. At the end of the month or at the end of the year, you can upload it to Instagram or you can take a screen recording or save it to your phone and then you have this little digital archive of all your memories just one second of the day over the month. Again, this is probably not a new resource for a lot of you, but if you are interested, it is the one second everyday journal in the app store and I'll be sure to link it for you as I always do. All right, let's get into this conversation with Tracy. I'm just going to hit record. Okay. I usually say hello and welcome to the... No, I don't. I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, usually I would say, Tracy, thanks so much for joining me on the Minimalist Moms podcast. It does seem do so robotic. Let's do it differently. Well, no, I'm just... This is probably going to go live. I'm just going to share this. So we are currently in a closet recording this podcast live, which I rarely get the opportunity to do because... I don't talk to a lot of people from Columbus, which I'm very interested in. But Tracy, I think you're one of my first people that I've ever interviewed in Columbus. So welcome. Hey, heck yeah. Let's do this. Yes. So today, well, let's go back. You and I connected Mm -hmm. because we're both local to Columbus. And I practice minimalism and decluttering. You are a professional organizer. Mm -hmm. And so we got connected last year and knew that we wanted to sit down and talk with one another. And I think today we're going to be mostly sharing about your experiences decluttering people's homes, but also just what the journey has looked like for you as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, why don't you go ahead, introduce yourself, and we will dive into the conversation. Okay, I'm so excited. Yes, my cousin slid into Diane's DMs and connected us, and I was so excited because I have another neighbor basically doing the same thing I'm doing right here in Columbus. So I started a company called The Lighthouse Co. about two years ago, and it was something that I have been doing personally for my entire life. Just a lot of discipline at home and I like to control my own environment. And I started doing it professionally for clients, like I said, two years ago. And 
it really took off, which opened my eyes to this need and to this almost overriding nature that we are in this consumerism and materialism and and we all live in this world of excess. And so I come in and while I am a professional organizer, I almost like to say I'm a professional declutterer first because I really aim to help people live with less, live with more intention, less stuff, and clear out all the nonsense in their house so they can live better, mm-hmm. and help their families and their kids and their marriages, etc. So that's mm-hmm. a little bit about me. Yeah. We're brainstorming and what do we want the direction of this interview to go? And I think we both arrived at so many people find themselves in the position to say, how did I get here? You can continually declutter, but if you're continually bringing things into the home, you're not stopping the acquisition. You're not stopping the consumerism and the materialism. And oftentimes it sounds like your clients are saying, how did I get to this point? Mm -hmm. And so that was one thing that we wanted to talk about today. But quickly before we get there, I also wanted to talk about, you said you like to control your home and you like to control your space. You have three kids. You are very minimalist, actually. When I came over the other day, I was shocked because so many people say it and they don't practice what they preach. Yeah. I think I'm that person. I don't fully practice what I preach because things are starting to build up. Yeah. What does the story look like for you? Okay. First of all, I'm coming to your house. I know. I'm coming. I'm coming. I know. Um, okay. My story is I grew up in a military family and I was very, very controlled growing up. And we had like lists of chores and they were checked yeah. constantly. So like I grew up in this control disciplined environment, there were certain aspects of that that I love. Like, I love the discipline that I was given, but I was not in control when I was little. And so now I seek out control. And I had three kids in four years. And so I was like rapidly out of control. Mm -hmm. And I found that I had to dive in and be a very active participant in what was coming into the house and what was coming into the spaces because you blink and you can have an entire house filled with stuff that you didn't even approve, you know? And so, and it's working with yourself, your family, your partner, their family, friends, Mm -hmm. aunts, uncle, you know, there's so much acquisition that's happening. Mm -hmm. And so, You really have to, I almost say managing your inventory. Think about a store like Target. You know, they have all these clearances constantly. They're constantly trying to get rid of stuff because they have to manage their inventory. They're bringing more in. So if we think about our houses in that way, it's like, you know, we we have to move stuff out and we're not. We are not moving stuff out. I see it every single day. So what we end up with is this out of control excess mass chaos stuff in every drawer cabinet closet and then we end up wondering well how the hell did I get here and that is I think the the theme too is what we wanted to talk about today because Mm -hmm. I see it so many people are living this right now so if you're listening and you're living this like how did I get here how is my house in this state keep listening because we have we have so much more you shared yesterday a before and after and with the before I thought to myself, how did this person get here? This stuff just looks like it really did pile up. Legitimately, there were just piles. I think that I'm starting to see that in my own basement, just how easy it is to allow it to build. And it's like, okay, we take something down. There's a box right there. I'm going to set these picture frames on top of it that I want to sell. And then you leave. 
And then it's like, okay, we're going to bring something else down. Charlotte's Barbies. She doesn't want them anymore. So we're going to set them right next to it. And then without even noticing, you have all these random piles of things that need addressed and you intended to deal with. But it seems like when you just come and look at everything you have left out and never addressed, that seems daunting and overwhelming. So you just go back upstairs. Yeah. I have empathy for people that do experience that because it does happen so quickly. Yeah. It depends. I guess it depends on the house. And it's funny, the the picture that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. um, this basement, I mean, this brand new, huge, gorgeous new house. And, you know, this little back basement area didn't really match the Mm -hmm. rest of it from a construction standpoint and also just stuff everywhere. But right outside was like this amazing gym Mm -hmm. and like this huge, you know, 15 foot ceiling basement. Like this whole house was to the nines. Yeah, they would come down. And they would just dump everything in the basement. And I see that pattern Mm -hmm. happen in, I I don't care what your house looks like, the pattern happens. Because once you establish the habit, you're like, oh, that's easy. I'm going to put the Barbies down here and I'm going to put these picture frames. And and that to me is the aspirational keep. You want to be the person that's going to take your precious time and energy and sell those things. But you're not. Mm -hmm. But you want to be. So that you have the aspiration to want to do that. And then dumping encourages dumping and the habits there. And then all of a sudden you're just left with piles yeah. and and you look at the pile and you feel like a big piece of shit. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, I feel <laughs> shame and guilt around this. Like, yeah, what the heck? I didn't do something that I said I would do. You know, I don't trust myself anymore. Mm-hmm. And that leads into a spiral. So I, I relieve people a lot of that. I say permission to just donate or get rid of Mm -hmm. in the moment so you don't have to save and add to a project and a to-do list down the road because nine out of ten people aren't going to do it. Where I'm having some insight to where even five years ago I was probably judgmental is that finding the time now that I'm homeschooling with the podcast with all the other things we're all juggling multiple roles and so I think that I discredited when someone says I don't have time I was like, oh, yeah, you do. You do have time. You have to find the time. But like, I think about that with reading. People are like, oh, I don't have time to read. And it's like, well, you're are you watching Netflix for several hours? There's your time to read. So I think it's that. But then at the end of the day, you're tired and you're exhausted and you're like, I don't want to go declutter. I just want to do this. Those are some of the excuses that I've heard or even I've given to myself for justification as to why the piles are starting to build. Yeah. But what have you seen Or what have you heard from clients? What are their reasons that, hey, I just, this is why this is the way it is. Okay, so time is a huge thing. Yeah. I mean, even this morning I had several. I don't have time and I have four kids and we both have jobs. Okay, so that's an easy one. I hear so much about boundaries with in-laws and I love when I can sit down with a couple because I hear in-laws from both sides and there's a lot of like but your mother-in-law did this and your sister brought this over so there's a lot of managing boundaries with in-laws and the things that are coming in Mm -hmm. there is a lot of sentimental burden what I mean when I say that is well grandma gave this to my mom mom gave it to me because she didn't know what to do with it and now I have to keep it in my house Mm -hmm. and essentially pass it down to my kid because I don't know what to do with it. And then your kid doesn't know. It, yeah. And it just gets passed down and down and down. So there's a lot of those types of keeps. And then the, I would like to do something. It's worth something one day. I would like to sell yeah. it. 
So I feel like those four are the overarching reasons mm-hmm. that we have ended up mm-hmm. in these houses that are almost like storage units to a sense. But for you, if you're saying like you can get out ahead of this, you and Marty can go down for 15 minutes, you know, like that's, I would say, a luxury because mm-hmm. a lot of people can't. They have these houses that are filled to the brim. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they went down for 15 minutes, a lot of what I'm seeing, these clients, and they're not hoarders. But they have gotten in too deep mm-hmm. to where 15 minutes would not really benefit them. And then, you know, essentially they don't have the time. And again, this is another reason why my company exists because we recognize, okay, you don't have time mm-hmm. or maybe it's just not your priority and you want someone else to do it. Mm-hmm. So we can come in and help them do that and just mark the project off the to-do list. Yeah, absolutely. Have you noticed with your clients that they're perfectionistic and they say, I want to do it well and I don't know where to start. And that's where you can come in and help guide them. And also the thing is, there's still going to have to be maintaining that happens here. How would you encourage people to set up, even if they bring someone in or if they do it themselves, what does it look like long term? I love this question. We come in, we set up systems for clients. All we talk about is the best way to set up their system. And before we leave, we talk about the habits and how to execute and pull through that system. I say we can set up the systems. You and your family have to have these habits in place, meaning everybody has to be on board. Mm -hmm. It cannot just be a mom setting up her pantry because if the kids and the husband are not involved, then it's just going to go right down the tube. So the, the back end of that really is these small daily habits to maintain the space. Mm-hmm. And you have to. But on the other end of that with perfectionism, we live in a world where Pinterest and Instagram and everybody has these picture perfect spaces. And, you know, my company specifically, we don't go after the picture perfect space. It has to be functional for the family. Mm -hmm. So every house tells a story. Every couple tells a different story. So we have to make it functional to the season of life that the clients are in. And we get everybody's input. So for you, you and Marty, it's like, well, how does this particular space need to function? I didn't set it out to be this way, but so many wives are typically who I work with. Um, I have like 10 guys that follow me. They're very active (laughs) and they're amazing. And their husbands and they're like, don't forget about me. Like, Mm -hmm. I love the husbands that follow me, but I'm 99% wives and women. And, And the perfectionism and where that gets sticky is because they want it to look like the picture perfect overnight. They want the perfect bins but then that's kind of costly. They want it to look a certain way, but their space doesn't start that way. So they can't achieve that. And they just think, you know what, if I can't get that, that 10 out of 10, then I'm just not going to start. Yeah. And so that's where I think the perfectionism can get in the way on the, on the um, front end, on the back end. Where I see perfectionism getting in the way is clients who have to donate it to the perfect place. For example, I want this to go to this donation site and this goes to this charity and Furniture Bank will pick this one up. And so then there's like mm. so much extra work created there. They can't even finish a load of laundry, but they want to take 10 different donation piles to 10 different because it's the right thing to do. And I get it. But when you're in that deep, I again try to just allow them to relieve themselves of all the burden of that and just get it out of your house and start fresh 
next time and do mm-hmm. the right thing next time. But you have to like relinquish that. Rip the band-aid off. Yeah, just yeah. like get it out of your space. Mm-hmm. Get it out, let it go. And then you can start fresh with, mm-hmm. you know, so much less and more intention. And then the habit of like, okay, well, we didn't need this. And we're just going to drop that off at Goodwill or Joseph's Coat or whatever. Mm-hmm. You say that with your clients or you were telling me that there are a lot of tears when you were working with people. Tell me more about the tears that you've experienced. Oh, my gosh. I, this is probably my favorite part of the job. It's usually when I have a consult with somebody they don't even want to flip. It's usually virtual. They don't want to flip okay. the mm-hmm. camera around and show me. They're like, their voice starts shaking. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. Even when Abby and I, my teammate, we show up at a house. We always get the excuses, which is fine. Yeah. They say like, oh, it doesn't usually look this bad. Or, oh my gosh, it's it's not usually this dirty. There's so much guilt and shame around these spaces. And then it's either right when we get there, I've had meltdowns last week i showed up 9 a.m this woman was like crying telling me she's rock bottom Mm -hmm. because it gets to a certain point and then you just say i'm broken i can't do it anymore help is on the way so yeah there's tears of relief we had i'm just speaking from the most recent client so there's Mm -hmm. tears of relief there's tears of um shame last week of like why have i kept this for so long Mm -hmm. Speaking about just these piles of paperwork that she had just gone through. But then we were there with her going through it and she was getting rid of so many more because she needed the third party accountability. And then there's sometimes tears of like laughter where they're like, what is wrong with me? Like, what am I doing? When you can feel and touch and see all of your clutter and all of the excess. um, And that's part of the process. We get it all out surrounding everyone and then the the last and final would be on the other end like on the complete opposite end Mm -hmm. of the project starting the project ending the project we're leaving these houses and they're just wrapping their arms around us like you've changed our lives you've changed our family and I have so many amazing client testimonials that say like gosh we just realize so much when working with you that we don't need as much to be happy Mm -hmm. you know like happiness isn't tied into things Mm -hmm. we don't bring as much in anymore we're very thoughtful before we bring anything in do we need it can we get it secondhand can we borrow it from someone Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day all that stuff takes on meaning at home then you have a decision it's stressful it takes up your space and so i think the tears on the back end are like hey i'm starting a new chapter and we're never going back to where we were before One thing that you said that was really interesting is that it can cause so much conflict in relationships and in marriage if one of us has a tendency to keep too many things or we're, again, not hoarders. These are normal families. Normal, put it in quotes. Yeah. Um, These are just your average family. And yeah, there can be conflict there between spouses because I don't like what you're bringing in. I don't like that you have the space. I want to declutter, but I don't want to. So do you have any quick tips for how the spouses can come together or how partners can come together to work with one another? I always suggest start with your own stuff first and then hopefully they'll follow. But if you're curating that spot for yourself, at least 
you have a, a little bit of a refuge in your own home, but yeah. what would your suggestions be? Well, and that kind of says to me, like, control what you can control. Yeah. So, like, you can control Diane, but you can't really control Marty, but mm-hmm. you can try to bring him along because you know the benefits of minimalism, let's say. Sure. And what I see is there's always one. Okay, so I sit down with couples every single day, mm-hmm. and no matter what, it's there's always one that really has this aspiration to, like, want to live lighter and live with less and whatever. And one's like, nah, it doesn't bug me as much. So Mm -hmm. we have to really meet our partner where they're at. Open communication is key. Mm -hmm. Clearly, I am the one in the house that is like minimal and doesn't want to shop and bring things in. And Mark, my husband, is the one that that does. Mm -hmm. But I'm constantly letting him know how it makes me feel. Mm Um, we talk a lot about, you know, the financial aspect of it. And I mean, he's not crazy. Let's be honest. But, but still like I, the things that trigger me when it comes to like all this extra stuff, we share a closet. I'm like, oh my gosh, it can be like really overwhelming in that sense. But I have to also remember like, he's a grown man. Mm -hmm. He makes his own money. He Mm -hmm. can make his own decisions and it's not hurting the family. So, so I think there's a lot of compromise in that and what I can control is because I'm a, like kind of a stay-at-home mom, even though I run this company. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, like he works, you know, his corporate mm-hmm. job is that I am mostly in control of what the kids and I bring in. Mm-hmm. And so like I control that aspect of it. But our communication on finances, what comes in, boundaries with families, that's where him and I are like on the exact same page. Well, I definitely want to ask you your opinions on what areas of the home that we can quickly declutter and clear that are game changers. I always like to see people's opinions on that. I will say when I came into your house, one of the first things I noticed is your countertops are totally clean. 100%. Cleared. I know. I definitely practice what I preach. I talk to people all the time about that. I'm like, clear counters equals a clear mind. I cannot... I'm heavily affected by my environment, mm-hmm. but I know that about myself. Like I'm that in tune. I get it. And I think a lot of people might not equate the two, mm-hmm. but I see it. Yeah. I see it. I'm like, oh my gosh, no wonder you're stressed out. Look at the state of your house right now. And that's not a, a guilty thing or a shameful thing. It's just like, I understand why, because I'm the same way. But yeah, I practice what I preach. Okay. Simple things you can declutter mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Kitchen drawers. Okay. Okay. Everybody has... 20 spatulas and 20 whisks and all the fancy gadgets that you don't need. Pantries are out of control with the amount of food and the options and whatever. Mudrooms, like seasonally removing, we live in Ohio, so Mm -hmm. we have all four seasons. So like I do it twice a year, seasonally removing all the big heavy stuff in Mm -hmm. the summer or whatever and moving it to a completely different area. Kids shoe sizes and coats that aren't fitting, like getting all that stuff out. And that spills over into the kids' rooms Mm -hmm. also. And then I see, like, spices and uh, medicine cabinets. Just these little things. Yeah, for sure. That build up, Mm -hmm. and nobody really tends to them as much because they're like, oh, yeah, whatever. And you get really used to it. But, Mm -hmm. again, you blink, and it's gone. Okay, can I say something? Mm -hmm. I tell everybody that when something comes into your house, when it crosses the threshold... You own that. So whether you want to donate it the next day, sell it, if you have the time and energy, get rid of it immediately, re-gift it, the Mm -hmm. choice is yours. But everything that does come in, managing that 
inventory. Yeah. Can I just say to like, yeah, when we're say whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. I'll throw it back in wherever. Well, when we're talking about like, how did we get here? I mean, because I'm seeing it every single day. Uh And so I can drive through a beautiful neighborhood. Yeah. And like what other people see beautiful houses and nice cars or whatever. I see spaces to fill up with stuff. Yeah. And again, because I'm in kind of like, uh, you know, my friend who's a dentist, she looks at my kids' teeth. She's like, oh, she'll need, you know, braces at some point or whatever. That's just kind of your profession. So I see it in such a different way. Yeah. And then working inside of these houses with so many of these couples that are all experiencing the same thing. And I don't want to normalize like having clutter as a thing and it's it's great or whatever. I don't want to sensationalize that. But the the normalization is that we live in this convenient, fast fashion, emphasis on looks. So everybody wants like the nice cars, the nice clothes, the kids to have the best stuff, the best toys, all these big parties. And then I see the back end of that Mm -hmm. where it really impacts the mom, the marriage, the family, but everything's so easy. Everything is so easy. And, And what we're talking about is that no one's really talking about how to manage it and how to manage your house mm-hmm. and how to deal with living in a fast-paced, convenient world. Mm-hmm. Because we can blink and we can have anything at our fingertips. But what you can't do, you can't blink and have an intentional space. Like this takes time. This is something you talk about. You've been doing it for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I've been living this way like my whole life and I'm still getting better and learning. But you know that instant gratification mm-hmm. of just being like, I just want everything gone. Yeah. Well, that's not really how it works. Yeah. You know, you really have to rewire your brain, establish healthier, newer habits, set up boundaries with family, friends, in-laws, mm-hmm. spouses, etc., and really rework your daily lives in order to have the kind of house that you want to live in. Mm-hmm. Like define the house first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like we are barely scratched the surface, but we're hitting about a half hour mark. So I want to let you go and wrap some things up. Before we end things, can you share where people can find you if they want to connect? Yes, you can find me on Instagram solely right now at the underscore Lighthouse Co. DM me, ask me anything. Well, as we wrap things up here, I'm going to ask you the two questions that I ask every guest. And the first one is, what has been a beneficial resource to you that you'd like to share with the listeners? Okay. I see the financial impact of clutter Mm -hmm. constantly. And I, I mean, I've been following this guy, Dave Ramsey forever. Yeah. Um, I love him and his daughter now does it too. And I just feel like her name's Rachel Cruz. And I feel like she does such an amazing job of breaking this stuff down. She had a post today about clothes and she's like, it's my babysitter. Oh my God. We have to answer that. Hello. What did you think of the episode? I hope you enjoyed the conversation. To learn more about today's guest, including links, resources related to everything discussed today, visit the episode page at minimalistmomspodcast.com, where you can find the entire podcast archive, as well as my book, Minimalist Moms Living and Parenting with Simplicity, or other ways to connect or work with me online. If you'd like to support the podcast, the easiest and most impactful thing you can do is subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a rating or review of your favorite episode. 
Lastly, sharing the show or your favorite episode with friends on social media is very helpful and will encourage others on their journey to think more and do with less. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.